0: This is a post-credit scene podcast, brought to you by 14HQ. Post-credit scene podcast, uh, which is a 14HQ original. Your boy Gaz in the building, you know the vibes. Manny, how are you, Um We introduce our guest, how are you?
1: Um, I'm all good, man. Coming to the end of uh, May. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds funny coming out. Um, I'm leaving the country for a little while. Come on! Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you should have seen the message he showed me the other day. Ah! <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you dropped it in the. Group chat and it.
2: That's what you did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely nasty guy. Ah, flames,
1: ah. Um, but yeah, how are you? Good. I'm good. Um, first, first of all, we, we all had a um, good weekend. This was there too. We went to um, Recess Land. Yeah, I have to give them a shout out. So shout out to Recess, Jojo and and the team. Uh, up, um, David went up. David, all of them, for putting up such a great event together. Had almost <laughs> seven thousand people there. Mm-hmm. Um, Where were we? Margate, uh, Margate man, historical, oh. historical moment. Um, shout out okay. them man, um, definitely a highlight of the year. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all good. Just looking forward to um, my little holiday.
0: Decent, decent. Um, yeah, just to double up on what Manny said. I mean, it's, it's a like for me, someone that really cares as we all do about sort of the black culture in in this country and seeing monumental things happen for for Jojo, David, Hoda, Kadir. Ladino, the whole team, shout out to you guys, because to get 7,000 people plus to travel to Margate on a Saturday um, and to have a good time, man, it was close to even eight, I think, and to have a good time and there was barely any incidents whatsoever is really monumental, Um, so more power to them and what they've done over the course of, well, I'd say beyond recess, the whole Jojo's back in 2014, bro, like, it's just really monumental, so shout out to those guys, and they're really good people, I think most importantly, good people people who care about, Care about what we uh, what we do as a
1: as a people. So, do you, do you know what here at home for me? I think it was Olá. There's a group chat saying some rappers can't even do that. Seven, you can't, they can't get seven thousand people to come out, and that's yeah. that's that's crazy when 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 you put it in that context. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah man. It's shout, shout out them, man. Um, post
0: credit team podcast is looking a bit different today because uh, there's no Jason there's no Hosam. Hosam is here but he's not here uh, he's checking on us to make sure that we don't fuck up which is fine you right. know what I mean
1: no he just wants to be involved without being involved
0: without being involved yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're here to talk about Succession bro the Succession finale um, for me one of the one of the best shows to have come out in recent times um, one of the one of HBO's strongest shows within the modern era at least I would say um I mean, I I ignored this show for such a long time. Um, I think one of our guys, uh, Sam, didn't even want to mention him, really. (laughs) He was on to me for time to watch this show, to watch this show. He was drumming the beat, I think, 2021. I I didn't pay attention to him. Um, But our guest did. Our guest did. He jumped onto the show before me and Manny did did anyway. Um, So Aaron, welcome to the pod, or Aaron. Aaron, Aaron, which we'll do you prefer?
2: Go Aaron, we'll go Aaron, with Aaron.
0: Aaron, welcome to the pod, bro. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, round of applause, firstly. Come on, you know the vibe. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Um, how are you, bro?
2: Firstly. I'm good, I'm good, man. I didn't I didn't touch DLT like like, like you two, man. And, um, but yeah, I had a good, I had a, had a good uh, uh, back on the day weekend. What did you get up to, bro? Literally with the fam, man. Like, yes. yeah, like, got a... Uh, Got a ute, five years old now, so nice kids' birthday present. Oh, no, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's a Freudian slip, man, because he wants presents even when he goes to other kids' birthday parties. Crazy, yeah, yeah expensive taste like his mom. <laughs> <laughs> this is when he gets the digs up. Yeah, yeah, I support that one still. Don't we? <laughs> um, nah, I'm gonna let it go to that, but no, nah, yeah, no, nah, it's been a good week, man. The weather's been blessed. Mm. Um, it's dangerous for you, man, out there, obviously. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Uh, what would it be dangerous? Huh? What would it be dangerous? I know you guys, isn't it? But anyway, other than that, yeah, good weekend. And, um, yeah, I'm getting too used to these four-day weeks.
0: Oh, bro, there's been, I think, in the space of, like, the last...
1: Three, three this month.
0: Three this month, and there was, like, what, like, two in April? Or was there at least the one? We, one we, we, had, weeks, we, had, we had
1: them back-to-back back in April, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, April, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we had, like, five in the last seven weeks. Yeah, man.
2: See that? You see that um, Kevin Garnett meme from uh, Good Times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did you let me see it if I can't have the stat? Because yeah, we the
0: four-day week. If I really. can't
2: have it all the time, bro.
0: It, it would be a it'd be a game changer that one, man. Um, but yeah, let's 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 focus, man. Listen, before we actually get into the uh, the episode that we've watched, I've watched it one and a half times because I I only got to like the middle section of the second time I watched it before I had to make my way to Park Royal. Where we're based. We're going to do a succession draft. I'm not in this one. I would love to be, actually. Um, but I'm going to task this for you guys. Okay. If you, you guys are cool with that. We're going to do a succession draft based upon the characters in succession. Um, and I'm going to task you. Normally, we do drafts. We do one to uh, five. We're going to go one to seven, man. Because I, sure. I feel as though... I, I listened to a podcast the other day. I'm not going to say who uh, or what. But they did they did fairly similar. Um, they, they drafted up until like maybe... 10, 11 We're not going to go that far Because we want to get Into the episode um, But we're going to get Into succession man We're going to do a draft um, I'm going to ask you guys A question Sure And then what you're going to do Whoever answers first Gets to pick their draft mm. First um, Or we could do A three way one That would be
1: let, let, Let's do it man
0: Three way draft Okay five, five each Five each three way draft
2: Yeah let's
0: go bro. Let's go man Okay cool You go first bro Who's your succession pick Try, Give it like a 10 second Explainer as to why You picked that person as well
2: So off the top
0: There's only one way To go for me there's only one way you can really go, in my opinion, but
2: it's big logs, man.
0: Big Lo- okay, what's your reasoning, bro? I'm
2: going with big logs, yeah. I was gonna go with someone else, mm-hmm. I'm going with big logs because big logs is he's the sun, and and
0: they all orbit around him.
2: They all <clears throat> orbit around him. Mm. He, I've got another thing I'm gonna mention later on, about okay. about the show orbiting around him and, and how that void was filled. Oh,
0: I know we're gonna, yeah, yeah. you know where I'm going, yeah, yeah,
2: you've seen it, seen it as well, and where the show went how they filled that void once he once he left the show. But mm-hmm. everything around the show is centred around him. All of these kids' characters are centred around their wanting for their father. I don't yeah. want to drag on too long. But yeah, yeah. yeah. no, it's a one
0: good one. pick. It's a good pick. Uh, yeah,
2: one.
0: Manny, do you want to go?
1: Oh. You, can, you can go. Okay,
0: cool. Um, Kendall Roy, yeah, um, Kendall. Jeremy Stro... He, Jer- yeah, <laughs> but uh, he has so many epic scenes. Uh, the show, was, although it does centre around Logan... In terms of the characters that you know orbit around Logan, I think Kendall—the show is about Kendall. I think, and it's about his, his, his upcoming and his also his demise. And I think the acting from Jeremy Strong is one of the best acting performances I've seen. In this modern era of television uh where there's so many TV shows to watch in the 21st century um and he is part of the reason why succession is so good I could go on l to dot could go on to his uh the press conference scene yeah um he's met his breakdown in terms of the when he he didn't kill the kid but the kid died um in season one episode ten um he yeah he's carried the show I think especially uh, well partly in this uh, fourth and last season so Jeremy Strong Kendall Roy that's my pick
1: Manny over to you he's had to have the most range uh, all the characters um, I believe he's he's had so many up and downs in comparison to everybody else mm-hmm. uh, well we have one season when he's like not even one see you have an episode where is at the lowest of the lows. Mm-hmm. And then the next episode, something happens where he's... I think this amount. season especially um, has been... Yeah. He's, he's been on a roller coaster. So the, I don't... Obviously, I'm not an actor, but the level of concentration you need to have to be able to do... Play a certain type of person and then the next episode be the polar opposite. Yeah. But yeah. It's, um, yeah, big up Jeremy Strong. Got a great job. Um, so I'm stuck between two people. Um, don't tell us who... Um, but it's, 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 it's going to be obvious. So oh. I'm going to go with... Um, Sarah Snook um, yeah, Shiv Okay. and the thing that shout out Shiv shout out Shiv <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think... I'm involved in that shout out but shout out to Sarah
0: Snook she's a really 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 she did really well I'm very much involved well, of course you <laughs> this is a
1: safe
0: haven <laughs> go
2: on Manny It'll be myself, sorry Manny
1: no no it's fine it's fine um, and I think obviously between her and a different character the main reason why this decided to pick Shiv is plainly because of episode 3 season 4 okay um, and I think that is a masterclass performance from everybody involved but I feel like Sarah's performance probably hit home the most for me and her finding uh, on late in regards to being the last one to find out well not being the third to find out about her father passing or potentially passing mm-hmm. at a moment in time and the emotion that she bled out in, into that scene mm-hmm. and the monologue that she had um, even her facial expressions the thing that that um not haunts me, but I think that is the image that I remember the most about that episode. Right. Um but yeah, I, I th- you can go so many ways in regards to characters, but that performance with Shiv is, um yeah, it was it was really good. I also think with uh with with that particular episode, that was such a
0: realistic moment for a lot of people when you find out someone's passed away. You don't you're not there when someone's passed away most of the time. You're not gonna be around them when they pass away. It's yeah. not gonna be someone else or they're gonna be alone and you have that immediate reaction where your life is halted, but life still goes on. And I think they did that really well with that episode. And I think Sarah, Sarah killed it. So, um, what, what a show. Uh, Aaron, back to you,
1: bro.
2: Uh, I'm going to go. I got to go. I got to go with my guy, man. got to go with my guy, bro. Ambition over everything, bro. Oh,
0: okay. I yeah, I know where you've gone.
2: got to go Ambition over everything, man. Like, tell me
1: okay okay oh, yeah there was another one i wouldn't yeah be. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah bro, i think there's bro. a few all of them bro yeah i think there's like you it's can make an argument for it yeah, yeah 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 i'm gonna
2: go with i'm gonna go with this isn't how i thought i would go by the way okay maybe i'm just here so i'm, I'm acting different to I'm, be fair
1: i didn't think i was gonna pick shiv until i did
2: yeah i'm gonna go with tommy w yeah okay i just think Mar- warm's games. games so again we can get into it later but obviously there's significance behind his last name there's significance behind his last name which we'll get into later which I can't wait to get into Mm -hmm. but I just find one thing I wanted to do before the finale is go back and watch at least the first season right I didn't get a chance to but one thing I do remember and it's been mentioned to me since is Tom's role in the pilot he was like the first to really show that brutal like like lack of like mor- morales like mm-hmm. very early on in the pilot right. before any of the other <clears throat> kids got the chance to mm-hmm. so I feel like Jesse Armstrong was kind of hinting it from early like power corrupts but you have to be a certain type of personality to really seize that power Sick. and you have to be prepared to put everything aside. and none of his kids, none, none of Logan's kids really showed that consistently throughout I think the person who really did was Tom he wavered a few times but yeah I think like yeah, yeah, I think he's just a sick character because I think he represents <coughs> a lot of people in society mm-hmm. more so than the kids do. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I
0: go with Tommy W. Yeah, really, really good pick. Um, I'm gonna go my second pick with his disgusting brother. Um, they're they're a fantastic double act. Um, I'm gonna go with Greg Kirsch. Uh, oh, okay. He in the first episode he, you can already see his ambition. But if you're not paying attention, it's so easy to miss because there's so much, there's so many other important characters mm-hmm. that you have to focus on. Uh, Logan. I think the first episode, he goes to the toilet, but doesn't go to the toilet. Like, there's so many other things. Uh, and obviously, his health is the biggest thing in that episode. Yeah. I think um, to focus on where you can miss the fact that Greg is already plotting and finding his way into manoeuvring into this family, partly due to the fact that his mother encouraged him to do so. Yeah. But once he got in, every single opportunity this guy got to gain leverage on anybody in this in this anybody from Logan to to Marsha to Shiv to Tom to Kendall. Um, to Roman, he took the opportunity to uh, to gain leverage, to use information as a tool. I think there were times where he faltered and he was too eager to use that information. Yeah. But uh, in terms of comedic timing and the execution of the comedy that he's trying to portray, um, superb, some great scenes, I think, back to his uh, his speech uh, when he's on, not on trial, but it's the court scene, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Um, I think back to his principal scene, um and when he tries to blackmail Tom, like he's got some great, great scenes. Uh Greg Hurst is that's a character that I will actually really adore for, for a long time. So yeah.
1: Scene
2: still. Man. Yeah, yeah. Man.
1: yeah and like, uh, he just he just funny. In, like he, he can literally do anything and it'd be funny. Yeah. But yeah, great character. Okay, so again, as you were talking, I decided to pick a different person. I think the um I think typically most people will pick somebody else, um, the, the remaining person, that's the most obvious choice. But I'm going to go with Matson. Good pick, yeah. Pick. Good pick, bro. Um, I'm and, not mad at you. And the main reason why I'm going with Madsen is because this show doesn't really have an, a villains or antagonists per se, because I feel like everybody's a piece of shit in, 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 <laughs> yeah. in, in, in the whole show. Great point. Um, and I feel like, obviously, the biggest antagonist would have been Logan Roy, right. Uh, throughout the first uh, three seasons and a bit, but after his passing, um, the thing that united the kids the most, the protagonist of the TV show, was them going against um, Matson. Also divided them. They're dividing them, but he 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 causes in, in the, both. He causes a divide. Um, so I really enjoyed how he played the siblings against each other. Um, superb acting from Alexander Skarsgard as well, man. He's like, That's superb, that bro. Like, I feel like like, all the actors were great, but I have to give a shout out to the uh, casting directors and and the writers because it's one thing having great actors playing good roles, but it's another thing having great actors play great roles and fitting so well. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think they miss a beat in regards to the casting. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine, I can't think of a character that, not any of the main characters thinking that, I could replace him with or her with X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I think they do a great job, but yeah, Matson. Um, essentially, how he played uh, um, the Logan siblings. I'm uh, sorry, the Roy siblings um, was was masterful, Shit. especially when they went to was it the Alps, wherever they went to. Oh, the uh, they went to Norway. Sweden or Norway. Norway, one of the Norway three, that, yeah. that, uh, that little retreat that they went to. Event, eventually Shiv trying to. Um, Backstab the brothers, but then the brothers finding out that Logan was fucking them all this time, and then him, and then Logan putting the bid saying that I'm, I'm gonna fuck with you regardless. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not Logan, sorry, Mattson Yeah, I'm going Madson sick as my uh, nice pick, uh, second pick.
0: Yeah, second. Over to you, uh, Aaron. Third pick, bro. Yeah,
2: Mattson great pick. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Roman. Actually. Romulus. Yeah, go with, Romulus. Go Romulus. Roman. I think. Yeah, Kieran, Kieran Colkin, and uh, Rotten Actor. What an actor. I remember when they first, when I started watching season one. For the record, let's get this on the record because I know Sam will be watching, yeah. I started watching before Sam recommended it, yeah. Then I stopped and then Sam got me back on. Okay, about. cool, cool, so cool. I'll give you a little bit of credit. Yes. <laughs> portion. Yeah, just a portion. Are we swear on this? Of course. Yeah, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but um, where was I? Sidetrack. Yeah, Roman, yeah. I think just an incredible actor. I remember when they first announced that he was going to be on it. I was a bit... Confused because mm-hmm. I'd seen him in just some random stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Because I'd, I'd seen Jeremy Strong, I was a big fan of him since I saw uh, uh, what's the film about finance? Finances, Wall Street. Uh, what was it Wall Street? No, uh, not, uh, what's it called? Adam McKay, the Adam McKay Wall Street film. Uh, let me... The guy from The Office, shout us.
0: Um, The Big Short? The Big Short.
2: Yeah, so when I saw Jeremy Strong in The Big Short, I was like, oh, this guy's a
0: Actor,
2: mm. So when they uh, announced he was the lead for this, and I spoken to you about this, because this is my, my favorite like genre. Like, yeah, yeah, of course, had, yeah, like, yeah. We've like, discussed it, yeah. Yeah, like behind the scenes of things, like Wall Street behind the scenes, how like how the how the sausages are made of course. So like, yeah, like it's I was always gonna love it. Anyway, so, let's say what I have to say. The way he's acted this character as his character throughout the whole entire series has been great mm-hmm. i just like his development like he's he was very much like a comic relief for a little bit mm. and then the more power he got and in, Lo, in logan's absence there were a few moments where it looked like he actually might fill that void because he he is a cold-hearted bastard as well but he's so damaged logan was
0: damaged the most out of all the kids i think yeah
2: and 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 we, what we found out in the funeral is that Logan was also damaged, right? The poison drips. However, Logan was much better at hiding his damages than his kids. So with Roman, he can show that vindictive side, but the damages are, are what... Are
0: always what? come through.
2: Yeah, always come through and that kind of like overtakes... And... His persona. Yeah. So. Also,
0: I also think Logan was a... Um, he knew when to be charismatic and he knew when to be a bastard. And I'm not saying he was even right for being... The, the character that he was, but he had moments where he could really switch on and charm the room, charm the crowd. Whereas I don't think Roman, parts of parts of Logan were in all three of his children, yeah. and that's why they could never really come together as a forces because they were so damaged and divided by this this monumental guy.
1: Yeah, I think, so I think what um, Roman couldn't do, you couldn't read the room, and uh, the way that that Logan could. I think Shiv was 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 good at doing that, but she wasn't as Ruthless or calculated, as um, she, she as, isn't as, as Ken- calculated as, as as Kendall, and Roman was, Roman was ruthless but it wasn't calculated. Do you know what? How no, could he read the room? I'm a counter. You, I'm gonna say I think Kendall read the room better than Shiv. I think Shiv is
0: good with people. Shiv is really uh, good at mm-hmm. assessing people. But I think back to the episode with the Pierce family, where she made some ridiculous joke. Like don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm completely. Wrong. She made some ridiculous jokes. um which the timing was just so wrong. I don't think I don't think she necessarily always read the rumor. What was
1: that? It was a joke, like on on Tom. It was something to do with Tom, right? Oh, she always roasted. These. Yeah. You can
0: get to their de- dynamic later. But the um, the joke was to one of the Pierce family members, where he said he's got a PhD in something. Right, and she like she was like, well, you could just Wikipedia that. And then at the time we were trying to lock down a deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I still agree with you. Generally speaking, about the the idea that these characters um, are so damaged by their father, man. Um, and a monumental character in, in Logan as well.
2: I think the thing you said about Logan earlier, what you are describing was code switching. Because of where Logan came from, he knows how to code switch, he knows how to do it depending on what room he's in. His kids don't know that because they haven't had that life. Instead.
0: They've never come from struggle. So Pop's like, perfect.
2: When, when they need to like be a bastard, it seems performative. Mm. When, Logan, when uh, Kendall's trying to be a bastard, it seems performative. Even with Roman to an extent, it seems performative. And with Shiv, can it's <laughs> definitely performative.
1: An- I know we're gonna be on attention, but you saying all that is Excuse one of the main me. reasons I am not gonna get into it is why Tom eventually got to where he got because he came from a place of not was it wasn't a struggle, but his family didn't have money like that. Yeah. No, not in comparison to the world. Yeah. nowhere near. A a... Um and I know we're gonna get into it, but just, just to touch on that point is that on like on the season finale when Tom is talking to Mattson and said like one like one of the things that drives that like I'm in fear all the time, like I'm worried all the time. I mm, they, wouldn't they understand that. Yeah. He's been though, yeah, 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 and like the, and that's that's would never he, be able to relate to that it, 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 exactly. And I've just just to touch on like in regards to like of oh, Logan being able to uh, Logan being able to code switch and because he's, he's, he's lived for life of of struggle and like even when talks in the funeral of him being in the boat for three days and that's you and man, and man and what a eulogy that was. I know we're not going to talk about this that specific. Episode. Episode, but uh, the
0: acting from uh, I forgot his name, but he's an epic. Act. <sighs> the, uh, no, no. Uh, James,
2: James James Cromwell, Conwell, James bro,
0: Conwell, uh, superb, superb, and a great timing to bring him back. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that,
2: that was Roman. Roman, my third
0: pick. Cool. Um, my my third pick is right. I, there's one I really want to pick, but I can't pick him now because it doesn't make sense. If I'm being like strategic, right? I'm trying to build like a. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Has he been in this series enough? He hasn't. It
2: doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If, if they stole some scenes, bro,
0: then that's... I, I love the chemistry between Ro, uh, uh, Kendall and Stewie. Ah! <laughs>
2: yeah, Stewie. Stewie got over the finish line in the in, right, like, in, uh, right, Yeah, 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 he
1: yeah. He, he was always going to be okay. Yeah, He was yeah, always going to be okay.
0: Yeah. But, um, I, so silly, bro. Just really sharp, witty uh, character. Well acted. Someone that um, I think kind of brought a a different dynamic to Kendall because he was the only person that I think actually had a genuine care for Kendall outside of his siblings. And even with his siblings, it was more of a, they're so divided by their father to the point where, whereas um, Stewie's coming from the outside looking in as a friend of, yeah. of Kendall for how, however many years, um, brilliantly acted so sharp and witty and charismatic and charming and, Um, again another great actor Um, and yeah I just really enjoyed him coming back in this season I think in the first season or so you really get to see how good a character Stewie is and how well acted he is Um, and they kind of Succession does this right they kind of bring characters in take them out you don't see them for a while they bring them back in Uh, but when they come in they come in with a bang and they really steal a scene or steal an episode or steal a moment and and yeah this is why I love the show so much bro it's like I don't think there's a character or an actor I can really say I don't think has had a moment where you're like, Yeah. raw. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to go Stewie. I, there's someone else I've got in mind. I hope you you don't pick him. But yeah, I'm going to go Stewie for that. Number
1: three. Uh, for my third pick, we're talking about survival uh, and reading the room well. And I think the person that probably possibly has done the best is Jerry. Good pick I think like she's for for the reason of her character for the reason of for his character okay be, before we continue no, no. This, this is specific no I'm doing it <laughs> this is specifically to you who is, it? Who is don't, it don't say names don't say names just say just say NBA talk S- certain men <laughs> in
2: NBA talk certain men are
1: sickles certain troubled men certain troubled men are sickles they need to be arrested sent underneath the jail for not even you guys you, you said you hear it I'm, I'm not no, your your name's getting shouted saying that they hear it for Jerry bro she's like, she's like old old woman bro that's crazy for me. That's bro. That's somebody's grandma, bro. <laughs> respectfully, do, do you we're not ages out here. But. Do you want to just explain your reasoning for why you've picked Jerry, please? Thank you. Um, I think she's a great advisor and, and she knows how to, to survive like really well. And I feel like if she was... If she even mentions to uh, Roman, I can't remember which episode it was, but it was in one of the last three episodes of the final season. After Roman obviously constantly fucked up, um, he was like, Bro, I, I could have gotten you there. I couldn't have mm-hmm. gotten you to, to the top. And I genuinely think she, she could have. I think if anybody actually took, um, t- obviously, we very know that um, secessions, um, the work of it is is pretty much sexist than um, whatever, because we've seen Shiv and Logan speak about that um, right. at length. Um, and I feel like if any of them took Jerry as their main advisor, mm ahead of anybody else they probably would have gotten that, that seat, right. seat at the top um, but yeah Jerry I think she's probably the best advisor within the show mm-hmm. um, and she would have done Roman some good if he wasn't such a a horny to she
0: she kind of enabled him though she did enable him in those in like the back end of season 1 into season 2 she, she did like once or twice bro she let him in the room and she knew what she was doing in that scene bro when she was she, she was telling telling him off yes. and he was doing his yeah, yeah, yeah on the yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I just watched that episode like yesterday, bro. So this is fresh and my. I, f- I feel
1: force. like that's more um, of him, of her trying to, I don't know. I Give him a should, release. Yeah, release. like trying to, Yeah, like trying to do the best in, in that situ- situation when she realised it was going a bit too far. I was like, you're doing too much. What's funny is that, um I can't remember if it was, um, she's um, Shiv's godmother, right? Yeah, she is, yeah. In, in, yeah, in the candles. Yeah. I remember Kieran, um Culkin. yeah, mentioned that, there was never, between him and Jerry, that was never meant to happen. Improvised. It was It was literally because he was always being flirt, flirtatious with her from season one in the show. And then the writers saw that, it's so like, you know we can use that. And eventually used it from season two onwards.
0: And I think what yeah. they also did was keep the cameras rolling. So there's times where this scene might be done, but they would keep the cameras rolling and those guys would just sort of improvise those specific situations and scenes. And I think they did that beyond just um, Roman and Jerry, but yeah. Back to you, bro.
2: Uh nope. I'm gonna go a bit left field here. Yeah.
0: I think we're gonna I think we should stick to four. Yeah, it's just so four, we can yeah, right, yeah.
2: My last one. Yeah, I'm comfortable There's two in the there's two in the running, but I'm gonna go with this one. I'm gonna go with Carl. <sighs> okay. Uh, you know to go with He yeah.
0: stole my pick!
2: There's another one who I think is similar to Carl. Yeah, very similar Yeah, but but not not i anyway, let me stick to Carl. I was going go with Carl, yeah. That um convo he had with Kendall. Was it Kendall?
0: You got, I got my, you got my dick in your hand. That one. Pause. So, yeah. I
1: think that was right before the house. Pause. Swingy.
2: Sensational. Like, it. what... A sign of, like, great, great writing is if from season one, season two, season three, we're seeing little drippets of a specific character, and we're getting an idea of who this character is, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, they just removed the mask. All right. Because that is like that's realness right when you're operating in like these sort of corporate environments Mm -hmm. it's all about smiles in your faces and and, pretense yeah pretense and and and, and falsehoods um and i think that um carl character represents it probably as good as 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 frank but Mm -hmm. maybe carl even better because he was a bit more quieter than frank and a bit more step um like removed from the from the sun, from from the from the center.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. But
2: it wasn't until like this season where I was like, Carl's talking his shit. He's just, like, yeah, he used to be the chairman of this and this. And, and suddenly like you start realizing, okay, all these people in Logan's circle, they're big leaders of industry themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's built his team. And the fact that Logan still talks to him like shit just shows how that's real. Like I'm dragging. Do you know
0: that scene? The ball, the. Ball <sighs>
2: yeah that's one born okay. on the floor
0: Bore on the floor
2: i want to go back and rewatch that before the
0: crazy floor. crazy crazy scene
2: but bro i want to go with carl and the the last scene we saw of carl him and frank talking and um, once uh tom was up in the office yeah. and being anointed as a new quote-unquote quasi king because he's not, he's not rich, yeah he's so not he's really mad, so. that's when i was just like yeah these guys this kent the, the, the Roy kids were no match for these guys because they've seen it and, and yeah. done it. They've seen multiple Kendall's and, and Shibs and, and Romans. And they, 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 them dude, they don't take uh, Logan's kids seriously. The same way Logan doesn't take his kids seriously. So and he told them
0: that in Episode 2 of Season 4. He said, oh, you kids aren't serious.
2: They're not serious, but none of, none of these guys, Jerry, none of them take the kids serious. So when the kids were fighting in the office at the end of the, that, that amazing scene, um, at the end of this um, episode 10 the finale it was basically jesse armstrong saying yeah these are just children they're not meant to be leading these big industries mm-hmm. that set the president of where we're moving. of it's life yeah yeah 100 yeah, both the financial sector the entertainment sector the news sector these are the people who set the temperature and these guys are children mm. so like even like with logan and Carl and jerry and all these people who you can argue are Romans because they're gonna put sort of they're gonna put profit over like sensibilities and mor- morality. Mm-hmm. They still know how to run the business, right? And they're not they're adults. You can question their decisions, but they're still adults. Right. With the, with the roy right kids, you question whether they're adults or not. And yeah, that's why I'm gonna go with Carl because Carl saw through all of that.
0: Good and, pick. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna do a few. Personally, I'm gonna do a few shout-outs to people that could have picked. Uh, Remember, I'm, I'm still going after you. I right, forget it. Um, <laughs> I was stuck between two. I'm gonna go with uh, Frank, played by Peter Friedman. Oh, okay. I was, I was thinking Hugo. Yeah,
2: that's what i was gonna say. Um, so
0: I'm, f- I,
1: that's not gonna pick. Um, that but that, I, I was thinking of Hugo as well.
0: I was thinking of Sneaky Hugo. Guy. I kind of, I really liked bits of Carole- Carolina not but I don't think they used her yeah. enough yeah, in this in season four. Of course, look at you. Huh? Um, <laughs> but yeah, Peter Friedman as Frank. I think uh, they've. He's had moments in these in the episodes where he's been so important. Obviously, he is Kendall's godfather. Um, he a lieutenant to logan he's backstabbed logan he's these guys as you said they're they're wily old folks who have been here and done this um but i think one of my favorite scenes that made me pick him carl kind of stole the scene but he had these little moments where it was uh, season four episode four um and it was jerry frank tom and carl and um Tom was like, oh, I'm I'm grief stricken, you know, I'm so saddened that Logan's passed away. But and, and the way these guys just read him like a book and knew what he was doing and the conversations around the manoeuvres and Carl was plotting his way and Frank was plotting his way and Jerry was trying to sell herself as well. I just think he's been a really good character to have throughout the seasons. He's been brought back in and out of the of the fold. Um, so yeah that's my and I think he's a he would be a, if I was to build a company he was someone that I'd want to have around anyway. Besides from the fact he's been a great character in the show, if I was building a corporate media conglomerate, I'd want, I'd want to, I'd want to Frank there.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah man. And cool and for my fourth and final pick. There's obviously characters like Rava. I wouldn't necessarily put her in. But, but I from I pick, an
0: emotional standpoint, she's but, still quite important in terms yeah. of. Gone,
1: on, go on So like she drew up, um, she drew certain emotions from. Um, Kendall that you not know, other characters would have obviously because that's his ex-wife and they have children together and obviously even Marsha especially in the earlier season earlier season she was brilliant she she played a big role I, f- I feel like she, I thought that she was going to play a bigger role but the, the show ended up being what the show was and I'm, I'm not mad at that at all um, um, K- K- Kendall's lawyer um, that they had for like one, two episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not for particular reasons, but yeah. her uh, <laughs> out just like she's, she's got like a um, a cult following. Oh, of Jess's episodes. assistant. Yeah. But you know what?
0: I think yeah, she played... You, I think she's had such an interesting, like underlayered story where like, not to steal your pick, obviously I know you're... No, no. Not to steal your shine. I think um, Jess is, Jess is a black woman, essentially, and working under... Kendall who has essentially sided with a fascist yeah. and someone who is either pretending or pretensing to be a racist and a fascist or is the face of that right and his decisions impact the people around him and Kendall made made a decision knowing that even if he wasn't aware he still knew the impact that his decision would have on his daughter who is Asian, his wife who is Asian his, uh, his assistant who is a black woman and still made those decisions anyway and he kind of her character reflects upon who Kendall is. In this episode, uh, Kendall said something on the lines of, new Jess. Yeah. Like, yeah. how replaceable people can be, despite yeah. how important they are to you. Um, so, yeah, man, I think she...
1: Although, you know, you, I agree with your point that, you know, she's is necessarily a key character. She yeah. had an underlying part. I, I, will, I will do my pick um, eventually. But just, on what you said, I remember there's an article, I haven't even read it, with um, with the character that plays Jess, I apologise, I don't, I, don't, I don't remember my name, saying that Jess isn't... Um, relevant. she's just replaceable, or something along those lines, and, and that's just that very well. true. Um, and also, like, just, just to touch on the writing is that with everything that played out, they could have easily overlooked the uh, how Jess is impacted by the whole situation and just had to stay within the show. And they made a point of showing that, but they made a point of addressing that that is an issue in, this, in, in itself with people that you, you work for, um, certain people that align with certain uh. Policies and, uh, and, uh, and politicians that affects the people that are working under you, and her decision makes so, so much sense for anybody that's got any sort of integrity mm. that is is willing to leave. Um, but yeah, I follow. And brilliant. interestingly,
0: they they used Greg as the as the other arm, if you like. Yeah. To, I think it's like Greg still has a tiny
1: bit of morality in him. There was a scene that I watched where there were, um, it was a scene when there was a shooter, and they were hiding in safe the safe room in this in the safe room. Great episode. Greg, Greg was saying that how he wants to potentially leave because of the Nazis. Principles? principles. Greg, you don't have principles. But, so in the video that I watched, there was a, there was an actual script and what you were saying. But you know how some actors improvise. One thing that um, Greg didn't actually say in the in the episode that was actually written in the script was that he's a Democrat liberal. It said, "I'm a Democrat liberal. I shouldn't be siding with or siding on the lines, right. But that was brilliant. But anyway,s to, to my fourth pick, Um that's could, bro, you could talk about this yeah. for sure for ages. I'm gonna go with the person that's always forgotten, Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was on my mind. Yeah. Um, and 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 the main reason why I'm going with him, I feel like he was he's definitely a big weirdo, but I think that's just mainly so of him being he he's like the middle child without being the middle child he's Um, he's the middle oldest yeah with um, middle child syndrome where he's just like forgotten about um, from his family standpoint he's not he he wasn't really looked after emotionally and and mentally by um, the people people around him um, and then he grew up to be who he wants who who he essentially became but in regards to the relationship that he has with siblings he kind of took on a father figure role and really subtly, especially when
0: they've explained that a few times in in the series as well, and they've talked about times where he's kind of was the father figure when Logan wasn't there for them. Yeah, they actually explored that a few times. So.
1: And even like throughout the show, it's like he, he's always trying to um, offer uh, emotional support to to his, his uh, brothers and sisters, that, and brothers and sisters, sorry, that we never get to see from from Logan Roy. So I appreciate Connor, Connor for that. And he has some really interesting and funny moments. He he added uh, a different layer to the show that not characters. Belief. No other characters could, yeah, and good comedic brief. But yeah, yeah, I, think, I think, I think, during times where
0: we're gonna go on a, we'll go on a break shortly, there, there'll be times where the series would be quite intense and there'll be like quite a you know intense scene, and then they'll go to a, a corner scene with Willa or a Connor scene where he's trying to talk about his, polit- his political dreams, and it's just like, okay, yeah, this is the comedic heart um, sort of break that I needed before we get back into the drama of how intense the
1: series can be. So, uh, yeah, really good pick, bro. One thing I'll say about Connor and even Craig, I think they both play a role of. Essentially, being the audience in certain situations, with Craig being the person that comes into this new world. Do you know what
0: you've done? You've called him what? Um, Caroline, the mum called him in the first season. She called him. She called him. No, Logan called him Craig because well, I know you didn't mean to. But it sounded like you said Craig, right? No, Craig, and Connor, Greg, right? Oh, just say, yeah. <laughs>
1: <That's, laughs> so, <Sorry>, Greg. <laughs> that's, so that's what. Um,
0: that's what Logan called him in the first episode, and then I think in like episode nine, Caroline, the mum what a horrible woman by the way um, she said oh you're Craig you're, you're, you're Greg the egg and he was like and then Greg said something funny like oh you're, you're honesty or you know you know one of those yeah, yeah. typical Greg phrases um, but yeah I completely agree with you in terms of what you said about the you know comedic relief aspect and um, them being sort of the, the audience feel free to elaborate as well
1: but yeah like as in like especially if, let's do Craig first Craig, Greg, Greg, Greg yeah, fuck it before. Yeah, <laughs> what see what did he see? What did he see again in the show? Um, Craig, he see um like a a, cha- a a charity, bro. I'm oh, I'm gonna get wrong. Oh what what yeah, 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 yeah. I a, think I know you're talking
2: something...
1: about Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too a lot. see the charity, but yeah, as in like he
0: because he... his father, his grandfather was gonna give the money to the charity. Yeah,
1: right? yeah, yeah. So he's see ridiculous. Um, but yeah, he gives us the. Um, the viewpoint of the audience that do not know this world and he's always like he's, he's essentially being introduced to this world the same way that we are and with connor he's like like there's been so many scenes of him shouting at him and saying that like, how selfish you guys are you guys don't un- like un- don't understand me emotionally as a person because of the way that you are with each other and when we look at look at the relationship as as an audience thinking like how do you guys not see how much of a prick?" pricks you out to each other mm. and the constant hypocrisy that you have around each other right. and constant dislike and it's of that points it out mm. and I feel like he's doing the job of the audience sometimes but yeah
0: This is a post-credit scene podcast brought to you by 14HQ So we've uh, we've all now watched the uh, the succession finale um before we get into the actual finale Aaron just talk to me as to why Why this show Is so important to you And and why you like it so much Why have you been So engrossed by Four seasons of television From HBO And uh, Jesse Armstrong With Succession
2: Um, I just think It's it's just a special show. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a special show. I, I really, li- I really enjoy shows that like gain momentum as they get, as they, keep, as they go on. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of writers and writers rooms. Just season one was good. Next season's better because they know the characters better because they're trying to tell a specific story and they, they get more refined. And they know the end goal. They know the end goal, and they, they, there's nothing that's really happening by chance, right? Because all the work is. All, a lot of the work is done in the writers room. So then when you get on set, if you happen to have an amazing cast, you're, you're just in for gold. Right. I just feel like, with well, this show, they've got everything right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, for me, up to this point, the best writing I've seen on television was Mad Men. I think, um, yeah, Bill Simmons said that this morning, I listened yeah, to his his, his yeah, prestige pod. Mad Men changed my life, like, on a, like, proper life. I, I didn't know TV could have, or TV or film could have that effect, like, on me. Mm-hmm like as it was as it did with Mad Men Mm. Um, Sopranos was great writing but I just think what Mad Men was able to do with characters and get me to care about like problematic characters because suddenly I realised that those are probably the ones which you can relate to most because being honest with ourselves we're all massively flawed. flawed so when you have characters that are like fuckabouts but at the same time have redeemable qualities I feel like that's Most honest writing you can. Tony Soprano,
0: Walter White, Kendall Roy.
2: Yeah, they're not heroes and they're villains in some eyes, but they're heroes in other eyes. But they're not heroes and they're not villains. It's
0: not black and white, it's grey. Yeah, yeah. Grey characters.
2: Yeah, it's it's more like complex than just quote unquote anti hero, right? Mm. But I feel like, so with with Succession, the writing was, was amazing and the casting was just something else, man. I feel like this is the best ensemble cast this sounds a bit mad because obviously the Sopranos is kind of known as having the best ensemble cast ever but for me it's Succession by far because mm. I feel like Sopranos had a lot of that top tier quality actors but they also had a lot of guys who just weren't good actors but it worked, right? Right. It, it, it worked. So like, um, I've forgotten his first name but uh, the guy who plays Silvio Dante in, in The Sopranos, uh, uh, Van Sant, um, he, used to, he used to be Bruce Springsteen's like, like, most famous guitarist mm-hmm. he was part of um, uh, that band so he, he had no acting experience came in and just doppied that role but he wasn't a great actor but he just it worked it worked for the it. show but with Succession everybody's just amazing like I've seen a few people talk about Greg and a few recently about Siobhan as well Jim, about them two not like Sarah Snook not being a great actress because I don't think some this is where the snobbery means about to come out I feel like sometimes people don't understand like these, what you're, you have an issue is isn't with the acting, it's with the lack of redeemable qualities you're seeing in that character. Right. But for me, that's great acting because it's it's hard to show that on screen. Mm. It's actually hard to be like that unlikable, but still, but people still want to know okay what happens next. I think that's the skill in the, as a writer, like to get the, to write the characters like that, but to be able to perform like that and. And I feel like with Greg in particular, he's just, he was a very confusing character in season one. Mm-hmm. And as the series went on, I was like, no, nah, what this guy's doing here. It actually really makes genius. a lot of
0: sense. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah.
2: genius because he's, he's alive with every conversation he's having. And those pauses, those pauses, those moments where it looks like he's a bit slow, like, no, that's actually him pausing. So it's like you said, Greg's that one of those characters. It's like he's showing the audience. He, he's embodying a, an embodiment of the audience. He's, he's hearing these outlandish things and he's pausing, and then giving his response. Mm. Whereas uh, Roman, bang 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 bang, he has that response straight away. Greg's like, no, I'm I'm the audience, so I'm gonna pause, and then say something which may sound dumb, but it might be something that we were thinking as, as the audit as well. Mm.
1: I think Check. Been Do you know what the perfect scene that um, encapsulates encapsulates yeah. what you just said was the scene with him and Logan. And Logan was saying, Come on, Craig, tell me what you think. And, and Greg, Greg, <laughs> Greg. <laughs> oh, it's um, it was when they were talking about whether they should do the pierce deal or not.
0: Is that is it that scene? The what they were, uh, was it the scene where they were discussing whether to do the pierce deal?
2: Was it was around the table,
0: around the table, and then um, Tom, was... It, it
1: was it was the episode where um, Craig. Greg, bro. Greg, I don't know why I can't say his name. Greg's. Right, let me think of Greg's. Yeah, like Greg's. Greg's. Greg. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Greg. Um, where he fingered up babes in Logan's house, event afterwards. Event <laughs> afterwards, they were upstairs. Yeah, awesome. um, I can't remember what discussion was. It, it, it might like, be about yeah, it's clear, a different one, it's a Different right? one. Um, but yeah, event. You were just like, oh, let's just have some fun. Logan was saying, like, tell me what you really think. Event. Uh, Greg was just. For processing. Oh,
0: I think it was the Coke episode where he he oh, he made him a Coke of he got him a uh, can of Coke. Um, he got one of the guys to pour it I think it was that episode in like season
1: two. Or it would have been season two. Would be yeah, of yeah, yeah. But then, but essentially, it was like um um. So then he eventually, said what he thought was like, "Where are you kids? Why, why aren't your kids here?" And then, but it's just like what oh, we what yeah, we were yeah. thinking. And obviously, he didn't want to really say her good. He didn't want to say her first, but, but that's what I was thinking because he's trying to process the situation, trying to see what the best outcome that could have actually happen for him personally rather than just saying stuff. But yeah, man.
0: Really good pick from you, man. I think um one of the things you said about Sarah Snook, I think that's really harsh. And I think she showed Shiv does have some redeemable qualities, but every time she does, and I think they do this with all the characters, every time you think something's going to go their way or you think they could be redeemed in some kind of way. Something happens. So, for example, her scene with Tom in the last... We haven't even talked about the, the last episode yet. We're going to have to focus. Um, but the last point I'll make is in, C, in episode nine, her and Tom have that scene where she says, oh, go go back home, go to bed, like go and sleep. She gets a call from Matson. She thinks she's the CEO. She thinks she's going to be the, the US CEO of Waystar, Royko or Gojo. And it's like every time these characters are given the idea that there could be something about them that's redeemable. So, Kendall, for example, Kendall was disgusted by the idea of potentially siding with Menken. He's kind of on Shiv, Shiv's side to a degree. Up until the point he finds out that Shiv has been backstabbing all this, him mm-hmm. all this time and makes the other decision, which is such a petulant, and childish thing to do, which is what these kids are. And then he said, no, I'm going to vote for Mencken then. It's, that goes back to the point that these kids, and these, they are kids at the end of the day. They, they go back to who they are as people, which is, Selfish individuals, and petulant, and childish, and, and
2: non-equipped to handle this sort of. This is this is Major League Baseball. Right? They're, yeah, they're little leagues.
0: Right? This is the this is the NBA. Um, the episode started with Kendall walking into Waystar. As soon as I saw that happen, I knew that I knew for a fact it wasn't going to go his way. I knew. Ah, oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, tell me. I don't you know, know, man. Um, I feel as though this show does that. I think every time we think something's going to go right, I said it before. Every time we think something's going to go right for these guys, it ends up going the other way. Roman, I think, is the best example of that.
1: On uh, episode, episode 8 yeah. when same thing episode 8 like he starts off well confident happy joyful and then it ends them being absolutely miserable
2: this show has mastered the art of false hope yeah like mastered it mastered it
0: um, and yeah and I think just to just to just to elaborate on that point I think every as I said every time we think something's going to go right for them it doesn't I think with, with, with Roman I think he's the best example of that and Kendall for example Living Plus episode which was episode six i believe he ends that episode brilliantly two episodes later it's not looking good for him because now he's threatened by roman's potential rise and roman's relationship with with mencken next episode menken sees roman crying in in the church at his father's funeral and can't take this guy seriously anymore neither can Matson. And i think the show does that brilliantly where it gives you hope for these characters gives these characters hope gives them redeemable qualities and then and then ships them away um, same with Shiv. Shiv came in all bossy with Matson. Yeah. She came in planning. Frank's gonna be here. Stewie's here. Sandy's here. We've got we've got Roman. Da, da 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 By the end of the episode, her hands in in Tom's hand. But you know what? Let's just get to that. What, how did you guys feel about that decision to to have Tom as? We can work that way backwards. Talk to me about your feelings about. Oh,
1: I'll, I'll let Aaron land because I know what um through you're talking about in regards to Tom's last name. So
2: yeah, so I'm a bit hazy on this, but. There was a, I think it was baseball, any any listeners correct me because it might be something yeah. different, but there was a baseball player supposedly who, or coach or something, and he, during like a World Series or something, he came in last minute and he ended up being like the hero or taking over, but he never should have been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, and someone noticed that earlier, maybe earlier in, earlier in the series maybe, but it got flagged again on TikTok recently. Yeah. People having their finale like uh, predictions. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, this guy has the same last name. Tom has the same last name as this guy. Could this be a premonition? Could this be Jesse Armstrong giving me a hint that this is how it's going to end? And uh, I do not really know what to think of that. I, but for some weird reason, I was hearing everyone's predictions over the last week, two weeks, three weeks, and they kept on talking about like which one of the kids will succeed, which one of the kids will succeed. But none of the uh, talks really seem to talk, a touch on the fact that what if Madsen actually just still goes through and therefore you might have said yeah therefore the, then Shiv will succeed but it would be a bit different right so I was just like uh, I feel like Madsen could actually end up buying his company but then I couldn't see Shiv being
0: I could tell I could tell from a few episodes ago that Madsen wasn't having Shiv Yeah. Um, and I think and he uh, wanted to
2: be like well, yeah. it also, there's that from the, from the retreat, like they, they kept in touch on the everything, so clearly that's in that guy's past. That's yeah, yeah he he's yeah. so the fact that Shiv was there, and then Shiv has her like flirtat- flirtation, she knows how to turn it on, yeah, she knows yeah. how to turn it on,
0: or um, she was just so showed... anyway. Huh? Well, nothing, bro, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Man, um, I completely agree with you, bro. Yeah. And I think Alexander Skarsgård was talking about it, I think he mentioned. The magazine that was on the table in their scene um, and she asked him is this an issue and he said no 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 it's not a problem that was the, he Alexander Skarsgård said that it was definitely more of an issue for him that the idea that he was being puppeteered by Shiv was a big issue for him than her being pregnant for example yeah. although that was part of the reason as to why he might have gone with Tom yeah. the idea that he was being puppeteered no I'm I'm Mattson do you know what I'm saying
2: also, it was really funny because in the previous episode, she verbatim mentioned the idea that I'm your... That everyone will believe I'm your puppet. Right. Then when the opening scene... I in the, f- the next episode... It's when they're in the church. Right. Then when the open, opening scenes in the next episode is him seeing a magazine would be in the reverse. And I was just like, oh...
0: And then he flips it's not, it. It's not
2: ending well for sure
0: He flips it, com- it... It never does for her. He flips it completely by then... I'm going gonna, gonna to puppeteer your husband instead. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's now the guy that's got... Tom by the leash rather than Shiv having him by the leash so I think this show is just br- when people say this is a brilliantly written show yeah. it's examples like this where they can link back to previous episodes whether it's done intentionally I'd like to f- I'm 100% going to credit Jesse I'm Armstrong to say they do this intentionally
1: um, but yeah brilliant Manny do you know what's the irony about um, Tom becoming the CEO or Waystar is that that was the plan that Shiv had at the beginning of season one they talked about her and Tom
2: I completely forgot they about talked about
1: it. They the, the talked about, about Tom eventually. That's why he was always causing up to Logan because that was Shiv's like, essential dream. She didn't want to take over... She wanted to stay in politics. She, she wanted to stay in politics. She didn't want to take over starts, She thought that would be a job that uh, Tom could do. And also, what I realised like on the way here is um, when um, Kendall, um, at the end of uh, episode nine, when Kendall started talking about how he's obviously going to become the next person when they block the deal, what was going through Shiv's mind when she like when said, "Oh, you're not, you're not going to be good at this job," wasn't necessarily because, "Oh, Ken is not going to be the good at the job," it's because she knows and believes that Tom will be good at the job. I so, don't. do you think so? She, yeah, because I I, 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 ah, I, I, definitely, I, land, so. I, I, I definitely think so. I definitely think so. And I think it was um, mainly because of when she was talking to um, Madsen in regards to um, Tom and the way that she was describing him, even though she wanted the um, CEO job. But the way that she was describing um um Tom was like you're describing a person that'll be that'll be good to do the, the CEO job in regards to you. Right. He 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 would um like so well being vulgar, like he will suck the dick got everybody's oh you know, yeah. Yeah, It's like so he he would be a good um skeleton in regards to I get what you and, mean. and and you and he also like I'm, I'm not saying he's a good person but he, he's not bad nature um, human being No, no, of and, course. and Shiv knows that and even a conversation they had earlier today is that once you go through the mess I'm not it's not verbatim yeah, go yeah, through yeah. the mess with somebody and you can be all for each other you finally understand each other and it's like, there's nothing worse that can come from it that's real talk by the way and I, and I think <laughs> no,
2: no I'm not even relationship. a like, relationship you ever back in the day like, had issues with a guy and then suddenly, like not crazy issues, but issues of a guy. And suddenly, you and him just become. Come call, yeah. And it's suddenly the dark that like, that friendship can actually be closer than yeah. just, like, if it was just like just the normal linear things. thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, you know who I got, you know who that person is because you've seen them on their.
0: You seen their west side, yeah. I I I don't think she believes in Tom. I, f- I think because she knew at that point it was either Tom or Kendall. I I don't, think, I, I don't right. think that's her reason, bro. I I, I was going to wait for the for, like to get a bit further into the episode, but we're here. I think she's chosen Tom for numerous reasons. I think the first reason is she couldn't stand the they can't stand seeing each other win yeah. as siblings. Yeah, as in this has been their childhood from when, and and Logan has intentionally divided the siblings from throughout the the episodes. Um, he kind of sold Kendall the idea that he could be the CEO. Then Shiv, at seven. then Roman. That was nasty, bro. That was nasty, bro. <laughs> and he's continuously done it throughout their childhood, teenagehood, probably, and into their adulthood. Um, I think, so Shiv's reasoning for siding with Tom goes back to the idea that she couldn't stand seeing that. For example, when Kendall had his feet up on the desk, the camera panned to her, her reaction straight away. Um, secondly, at the end of the day, she stands to win both ways if Tom is the CEO, to some degree. Tom is CEO, it stays in the family to some degree because at the end of the day, her child might then take on the Wastar Gojo deal. And also, she still gets her Gojo money. So she's Gucci yeah. and she doesn't need to see her brother win. She's won on like numerous fronts, other than the fact that this relationship is still pretty much doomed, in my opinion. Like, that child is fucked up. That child is not going to have a great life. He will have a great life financially and... Know all the
1: uh, it's gonna be another, another royal child,
0: another, another Roman Shiv, Je- uh, Kendall. Take your pick.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so that's my that's what I think.
1: But
2: I think, I think Shiv similar to, to Roman, right? We can get into Roman afterwards, but I think both of them, both when both of them realized they couldn't win, then suddenly they were prepared to do things which previously. They weren't to do Even
0: anymore. Roman, when he was asked to pick at the uh, boardroom, he kind of started and was like, hmm, hmm. And then Ken was like, Rome, 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 Rome. And he like,
2: yeah, yeah fuck, nah, but then fuck, But then in that office, like a couple minutes later, suddenly Roman's just like, we're, 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 we're nothing, we're nothing. Yeah. We're nothing. But to, to focus on Shiv, right? I think Shiv picked her family, which is her new family, over. The family business. I wouldn't say over her old family because her old family is a business. So she's picking a new family over the business. But I don't feel like she's picking a new family out of motherly, maternal no, reasons. No, no, no. I think she realised she couldn't win with Madison because she was prepared to go through. Go
0: and fuck up the family door anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, and 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 f Tom. Get rid of Tom. Earlier on in that same episode, this is all once, selfish maneuvers, bro. Yeah, and once she realized that she couldn't win by herself, she did what she could. She did what she always. Do you think? Do you, how
0: do you feel about that landing as the closing, as one of the closing moments of this series, where I, we're never going to get this back again? How do you feel about the idea that
1: Tom's won and Shiv has chosen Tom to win? I, I'm I'm happy with Shiv's decision uh, to end the war.
2: Okay. I think <laughs> it's based on realism, and I think like it's, I think it's consistent with the mm-hmm. whole series, like people will do whatever they can to maintain power and that's what she did mm. like, this whole and this is the thing about mastering false Hope the scene with the three siblings back at the mum's house in the Bahamas
0: we're gonna get to that Yeah, we're oh. gonna
2: get to that but like I've never seen false Hope like that before like they, this whole show's been about false Hope but I feel like they waited until the finale to really be like
0: yeah, F you yeah. F- question Manny yeah. um, how do you feel about the return of the mum Carol Caroline Caroline, mum's back. Um, I think. Oh, well, I know how I feel about her. I think they've used her brilliantly in this series. Maybe underutilised, but yeah. And I have a reason why I've asked you this question, but I want to see if you wanted to land it first, if you could. Why, how do you feel about the return of the mum in the last episode into this one specifically as well?
1: Um, I I, I don't care for. She's jolly, but um, I understand. I think what they do well in succession is that they tend they tend to have like a common enemy. For the um, siblings to gather around, I'm not saying the mum was a was a common enemy, but they had to have a, a point where they felt the same emotion towards something, mm. and they all feel the same way to uh, their uh, mum, to, to towards the mum. Not not, a great not none of them none of them wanted to go. And, and and when they got there it was just They, they went there for selfish reasons. They, they, they went there for selfish reasons. And even when, when ended up leaving, they they, they left in a hurry. Like, yeah, I think it was like they had a was it a wedding. They went to, not wedding, but I know the mum was doing something. Oh yeah. Uh, which um uh, which them did like, they, they to, um go to. But I think they just used the mum as essentially a ploy for the most part in regards to having a a common thing yeah, that yeah, the yeah. siblings um can cover around towards. Yeah. And even when they had the scene with the um the King's Mill. Um, yeah. in the kitchen and then they had the, the mum come in Is again you lot all feel you lot all joyful and they have to feel um, a certain emotion towards one thing together good, good eyes man yeah really good point I also
0: think she kind of they used her to link back to the idea of why these kids are the way they are because she's an awful mother even when they're arguing she doesn't really do anything to stop their disputes and I can imagine that from their childhood through to their adulthood she's never been there for them or been there to stop their squabbles. when I'm sure I don't have siblings but I'm sure you guys you do, definitely. Yeah. And if you're arguing with your sibling, you, you might let it go for one or two minutes, but then your parent will stop in and make it stop, whereas she never really makes an attempt to stop these guys being who they are. Maybe she thinks they're too far gone, I don't know, but I, I just really liked the util, utilisation of a parent where obviously now Logan's gone as well. Although she isn't a parent, she is their mum at the end of the day. Yeah. So, um, so it doesn't...
2: I was going to say, i got a couple of thoughts on her there. I think the first one is... I find it really interesting how Jesse Armstrong was like, okay, my mum, Caroline, she's going to step in once Logan's died. Because regardless of what's going on like with families, you're beefing, blah, blah, blah. If one parent dies, there's a void left. Mm. I like how he was just like, okay, hey, naturally that void's going to be, it's not going to be filled by her, but you're going to start getting more of her because her kids are going to need her. And again, Marson falls hope. The scene when they finally left, and she was speaking with her husband. Oh. She made it clear, they both made it clear that the point of the kids coming there, the point of her being that that, that you know bed for Roman to come lying was all about her trying to take advantage of her kids as well.
0: That, and, and they're all the same, man.
2: So therefore, it, it, it asked the question that like what chance did these kids have of being normal or even just uh, being normal conscientious people when their mum was prepared to use them and their dad, in in his own way, is prepared to use them No, oh, well. 100%
0: certainly he was uh, prepared to use so them. So, like,
2: what, what chance did they really have? But at the same time, I don't think the writers want us to feel too much empathy with them. I think they just want us to understand that, yeah, these are damaged people because of these reasons. Mm-hmm. Because they're damaged in the way they are, they're not fit to be the kingmakers yeah, in this world.
0: Definitely. I think um, also the scene kind of, as I said, it just summarises their childhood like petty, yeah. childish petulant squabbles between petty, childish children who who are craving somebody just to bring them together, but they can't do it themselves. They never can. And even when they do, it always, it always fucks up. Like Shiv, you grab the crown, the two of you, like dad died and, you know, um, you push me out. Like, like why am I the cunt when you did this to me? Like the, these, she obviously clearly hurt by the actions of her father, but like she's saying like, we continuously fuck each other over and I think that's been the continuous theme throughout the uh, the uh, four seasons tom and matson uh, i really love that scene as well man tom trying to twang matson back into the to get back into the fold how did you feel about that scene man you got um, a smile on your face
1: i really enjoyed it i think we spoke about it briefly um and i think we got a better understanding of tom Okay. Um, uh, I, think, I, think, I think we we always had a good understanding of of Tom as a character, mm-hmm. um, but I think in that scene, and I, I know we mentioned I mentioned it earlier, just him talking about how he just fears and just has just okay, good point, inherent, yeah, brilliant. You know, um, uh, all the time, and I, and if I'm being honest, I wasn't uh, the idea of Matson approaching Tom and offering that a job wasn't mine, but it wasn't like oh, it's going to happen. So when that conversation happened, I was kind of surprised mm. in regards to how it turned out but it made so much sense especially when he pivoted it from um, talking about Shiv and right. why he doesn't want to have Shiv as um, as the CEO um, but yeah I think, I think it was a good conversation I liked that we had Craig in the background um, again said his name off. Oh well <laughs> but yeah you've tried man you've yeah, tried you've actually yeah. tried
0: Um, I think Matson. Mattson's line was if I can have anyone in the world why don't I get the guy who out of the baby lady and has the baby lady inside her instead of the baby lady so he said well instead of having the baby lady I can just have you instead and I can puppeteer you and string you along and have you where I want you rather than having someone who thinks they're going to puppeteer me um, bring it right and as you said Greg when Greg finds out that, that Shiv um, the translator thing typical Greg fashion like it's just I laugh
2: so hard when I say
0: that. Yeah, and he had the Swedish into, into English um and, and but saying he's us who, who wouldn't do that yeah, uh, the audience exactly. who wouldn't do that just, just a thing Greg to do right? the audience
2: is such a key point
0: bro and I loved uh, obviously this is my point about Greg though before, before we get through this part as my. And I think Kendall said it to him, not Kendall. Tom said it to, to Greg in episode eight. Like, information store it, hoard it, and then smash someone's face in. He was too keen to yeah. smash someone's face in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He took with that he took that run with it. Yeah. It was too eager. Like, whereas, and even in the episode, that same episode, he got the information about Shiv. Yeah. And when it snitched right. And away. when it snitched right, as soon as he was asked any opportunity to leverage information, there's so many times that this guy has tried to leverage. The information that he has and i think he's done it smartly in, in in quite a lot of parts of the show but i also think it's been part of his downfall luckily for him him and tom the disgusting brothers have this sort of chemistry and relationship which i don't think will be broken no matter what yeah, yeah. and i and I really enjoy i genuinely enjoy matthew McFadden and nicola's Sp- of course. Nicholas Braun, Born. their 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 relationship on screen is brilliant. Um, but Greg Greg again, he had some great lines. I think he said something like, "If I give you something incredible, would you give me something amazing?" And then uh, Kendall flipped it and said, uh, "No, Greg uh, says I'm serious, dude. I've got something amazing." And Kendall said, "That's why I'm going to give you something incredible." Like just the way they flip yeah, the script I and flip them. the lines and flip the story between each other is is brilliant acting and brilliant storytelling. Um, and the show constantly turns the tables on the characters, whether that's through the dialogue or through the actual plot itself, yeah. which is why I think the show is so incredible, man.
2: Uh, Can I quickly jump on that, that scene with, with Madsen and... Some... Oh, come on, man. Right, um, firstly, Greg earns 200k a year. They, they
1: Crazy, it... yeah, they, they let the salary slip.
2: You know what's really mad? As soon as I heard it, I, I, I thought, hmm, on, I thought he was on more than that. And then I paused and was like... 200k is a lot of... Why would he be on more than that? But it's just, it's weird. Once you get into that bubble, just even just watching the show, these figures become so crazy. Right. They just like oh everyone's billing it. Like, yeah,
1: but the way he said, um, Tommy said like the most overpaid uh, assistant. Assistant. Or whatever. Over. Yeah.
2: And I heard that. Um, what's it called? Um, all right, That scene. there. That scene showed me that Tom was ready to take over. Waste right? Okay. Because i have this theory about this about the show man like there's been so many i want to punch you in the face moments okay and i feel like a big part of surviving in that
0: is keeping your keeping your cool keeping
2: your cool and playing oh because
0: Matson is an absolute dickhead by the way
2: the stuff he said to to tom and bear in mind they were this far from ridiculous you, bro bro any so any man with any self-respect has punched him in the face but however does logan punch him in the face Probably not, but does Logan get himself in that position the well, way he would have to? Probably not. I feel like what, what what that scene showed me is that Tom's prepared to do anything mm-hmm. to climb that ladder. Sheer ambition, and it was another example of yeah, the Logans, the um, the uh, the Carls, all these men. What's Kendall's uh god name? Frank. 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 These men know how to play chess, and therefore, like they're not going to lose it. And I think that. And the juxtaposition between that scene and the scene of Roman and Kendall and Schiff arguing in the office. And Roman and, and
0: Roman said one thing about his kids, and obviously I get it. Anyone's
2: kids, but yeah, but
0: but there's a that's the difference.
2: That's that's the difference.
0: Yeah, I'm with yeah, yeah, you.
2: Heard that and you spazzed out, and I shouldn't use that word. I you, I heard.
0: Yeah, you heard, I, I, in the relationship, I understand where you okay, was coming yeah. from. Yeah, no offense intended, of no course.
2: Offense intended, intended, and 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 he, and he lost it, and look at what Tom did, how Tom handled it and I look
0: at where Tom is, and look at where Kendra is. Really, said I want to fuck your wife. Yeah. That's insane to tell anybody. So I want to uh, fuck your wife respectfully. No, I'm not. Kickity, kickity. <laughs> I love the way Mattson just has such uh, interesting ways to convey what he wants to say in, like, the this show does this brilliantly, actually. So, for example, there'll be, like, lots of stutters and stammers intentional within the dialogue where uh, yes. uh, 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 d- 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 they do that so intentionally just to make this a bit more of an... But really, it's a conversation that you. Yeah, right, spot on, spot on, spot on. This is a post credit scene podcast brought to you by 14HQ. Uh, Manly, uh, Before we deep dive into the final section of the, uh, of the episode, obviously, we've discussed this season between the three of us and, and some of the other people in the group chat profusely. Um, but you you did mention there was a particular moment within the last episode, the funeral episode, that yeah. you wanted to to shout out Matthew McFadden, and Talk to me, bro. Yeah, uh,
1: I think like we've rightfully um, given a lot of flowers to Jeremy Strong's performance throughout all four seasons, uh, uh, even this season as well. But I feel like Matthew M- McFadden's performance this season has been absolutely incredible. Uh, the whole the whole cast is, but him particularly has impressed me the most out of out, out anybody this season. And I feel like there's a scene in episode nine um, when he's talking to Shiv, um, and Shiv saying that or like throughout the whole. That, that was a really good episode because we had you talking about his brother and um, and the, and uh, being under the boat scene. We had Roman. Breaking down, crying um, while I was doing the speech. We had Kendall and Shiv's speech. Kendall's as well was monumental. I thought all those speeches were great and I really, really enjoyed them. For different reasons, of For course. For different yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think anything in that episode moved me as much as Tom talking to Shiv and simply saying, um, I'm tired, like I'm tired all the time. I'm always working. And then, out of nowhere, it says, I did speak to him, talking about Shiv's dad. I did say goodbye to him because obviously he wasn't at a funeral. So this is his way—his way of grieving about um, about about Logan. So I did manage to say goodbye to him, and I, I can't like that—that that hit me because mm. in that point is like, what what can you really do? And you're probably just thinking about, have I done enough? To I, I, I get he probably didn't love the guy like that, but that was still somebody close to you, mm. uh, and he's, he's your father-in-law. And that scene, in comparison to everything that's happened in the episode and especially when it's been a, a funeral episode and I've heard, you, I heard your brother talk, i heard your children talk, but it's your son-in-law that's getting me to the point of almost getting to tears. It just shows how great of an actor he is mm. and how much he saw that scene to me. But yeah, I just, I just want to give my flowers to you, Matthew McFayland. Um Great, great performance so far and great, great performance in, in that scene.
0: Looking forward to seeing more of him as well. Not to say that he hasn't been in anything relevant, that's far from the case, but just looking forward to... I think sometimes some shows can put an actor or an actress or on a platform to really then take their career to another level. Yeah. I think Jeremy Strong was a well-known actor, but he's... He's out bro. Right. He's out. And I think Matthew McFadden is in a similar realm where he his career can only go upwards. It'd be interesting yeah. to see where these actors go. It'd be so weird to see them play other people as well, but it'd be interesting to see where they
1: go in their next, in their next career. He's going to be um, Deadpool, so that's something. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, they announced that quite recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah good point, good point. Um Greg. Just, yeah, just one of my favourite characters, man. Just had to go back to that one quickly. Um, I really enjoyed the way this show, continuously, as I said, with the, they, they give you this false hope that these guys can find a way together to so the scene at the sea. And I think they've used the sea quite a lot of times
1: with uh, with, 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 um, with Kendall. What did you want to say? No, no, it's fine. Um, I want to get on to uh, something I spoke to you about before, Kendall being always on the edge, but it's not... It's not. Got up. Are you Donna? Um, I do. I after you finish. Well,
0: no, I finished. I was just gonna say, it's really good to see the fact that this show stays consistent with the Fred Fredbear idea that every time we bring these guys together and there's, there's you know, they were talking about. Um, he said, "I'm gonna give you ATN and you can have media." And they crowned him in the in the in the kitchen and the mom comes in and it kind of had that. Oh, these guys are still children, but they love each other. Deep down, they do, but they can't get beyond the idea of. Power and and the adulation that they're gonna get from potentially being that CEO, especially Kendall. Kendall's the one that's been sold his dream the most out of all three siblings, um, and they can't get past the idea of what one of us is gonna be the winner, the sibling, which is kind of a sibling thing. It's kind of relatable, like very, very relatable to like, well, why has he got that toy and I didn't get that toy? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, what were you gonna say about Ken? Um, about
1: Kendall? Yeah, so I, I know that you, we've talked about how Kendall's most likely like seen as the protagonist, the main character on TV show, and we also talked about how he constantly has his ups and downs uh, throughout the season. But one motif that they constantly use with Kendall that I really appreciate is him always being on the rooftop and always being on the edge of things. Mm-hmm. And um, and obviously it's up to um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, perception? Not perception. Interpretation, so up to interpretation right. exactly what it means um, and to me it always feels like he's always on that roof when not all the time but especially early season when something monumental happens and the first time was when um, his father was in hospital and then they had to appoint someone as the, the head of Waystar for, for the time being and then the other time was that he um, was on the roof when he um, killed the boy then came back home and <laughs> then Logan even sh- uh, shut, shut the roof off so he wouldn't jump off and I think what that indicates is that we constantly see um Kendall in two forms. Eva He's on top of the world and towering everybody, over everybody and watching over the city because he technically owns it because a much money he owes or oh, he's at the bottom of, of life and he's ready to jump off that off, off the, off the, um, roof and end it all. And I think that's the two forms that we get of duality, of, yeah, of, yeah. Of, of, of Kendall quite often. And I really appreciate the motif that we constantly see of him being a roof. Either, he's always the man on the edge, either on the edge of being having complete success or the edge of complete failure. Mm. And even at the end of this episode where we see him walk off... Um, walk, um, With Colin behind him We're calling behind him making sure he's okay w- walking towards the sea and, and looking over the sea the place that well it wasn't there specific, specifically but where he almost died and then for him to just sit down and just overlook it and I think that's just a scene of him finally letting go of things that like you you don't have waste out anymore so that's not something that has to hang over your head you can finally uh, move on Um, but that, that's how I interpret that scene mm. and I really appreciate it but yeah Ken was always the man on the edge
2: yeah I think that point about either on the edge of greatness or the edge of like tragedy never such, in between with him. I think that's such a great fucking point, and I, I, I stole this point.
0: No, we all still, it. Yeah. I lose all the time, bro. Yeah, you're good, yeah, man.
2: Yeah, but I still I stole this point. The point about Kendall and water has been a the theme throughout the whole entire series. Yeah. So obviously, you almost there was a the scene where you can see him floating in the water in season three. three. And then um, obviously when the guy got killed, um, that car fell into water. Season right? one. Season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was water. And then, um, yeah, today...
1: Wait, is that... Every, so, at the end of every season, ends up in water? Because at season one... I wouldn't say it ends up, was but... Season they, one. They, they when he w- kills the boy? Kills the boy. What was season two? When he almost kills himself?
2: Yes, yeah.
1: Season four, he's, he's looking uh, over, over the sea. I don't know what happened. Season there. three was different. They they um, tried
0: to plot on their father, and then... Yeah, so there wasn't a water scene in that season. Sorry, so it was...
1: So. Oh, sorry, when it up almost dies in water, must be at the, towards the end of season three because remember when he almost dies he goes in hospital that oh, was okay. oh no that was season that was end of season three sorry yeah okay that was season. so end of, season, three, oh, end of okay. season two was when he had the um he had that the speech was, that was the press conference yeah so one three <sighs> and four is when he ends up in yeah. war but yeah sorry press
2: con- yeah I just, I just i found it interesting that yeah there's always this I could probably find some smart quote which will go into like what What represents and blah 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 but there's definitely something there a link to that there's, yeah. there's nothing really by accident in the series so mm. there's definitely something to do with Kendall and Water and, and, and all of that definitely yeah
0: I really, I don't know how you guys feel. It wasn't an important part of the episode, but it's quite a profound one where the kids end up at Connor's. Well, it's Connor's now for now. Um, Willa's trying to sell everything, trying to... You Shout know. out
2: to Willa.
1: Yeah, she's yeah, been... Sell Willa. Gold, gold digger. Really.
0: Yeah, she's done really well for herself. I
1: actually think he loves her. Uh, she loves him. I actually think she loves him.
0: Yeah. In, in the, her own way, probably, you know, Yeah, I think that's how all these char- Again, though, these characters mm-hmm. all love each other in their own way, but they also use any opportunity to... Gain something from each other, which yep. is kind of how da- dan- those dynamics tend to go. I think these guys are in a different realm of it because they're so far removed from what our normal realities as people. Right? If I marry someone tomorrow, I'm not necessarily going to gain as much as Willa gains from marrying O'Connor. Yep. So, yeah. um, but I, I really enjoyed the scene of the kids seeing their father again for the final time and seeing him in a different in a different light. And then I like that they kind of remember him from as children, and you see it kind of brings them together again for the final time because this is the final time that they're actually going to be together in and have the same kind of feelings and understanding of how they feel because straight after this, it's the, it's the boardroom scene and it was just quite a profound scene that I really enjoyed. But if there's is there anything else you wanted to touch upon with that. With that? I,
1: I really enjoyed the walk into the boardroom scene and then Roman like, oh, let me go into my office and then um, Kendall goes into his because I completely forgot the last time they were in the boardroom and we spent like season one in... Season one, two, and three, we spent quite a lot of time in there. But throughout this season, I don't think we we spent any time. Not really, him. no. It was, it was just a nice throwback because I completely forgot that Roman even had an office.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, anything?
2: yeah, I think that walk to the boardroom, they're all united, and then suddenly they all split off and go their separate ways. Roman goes to his office, blah blah blah, and it's kind of like hinting at what's about to follow. Like they all go their separate ways, and they're no they're no longer following this this facade of know that we're some you know mm. um, yeah I just found it I found it fascinating man. I, thought, I thought it was a really really good scene and, and just lastly the, the scene where they went to quote unquote Connor's new new new, new, new pad um, the stickers which really oh yeah made, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which,
0: good comedic relief again man
2: which made a return when during uh, Greg's conversation with Tom which I just I, I.
0: by the way I really enjoyed their fight scene as well I, I enjoyed seeing Greg fight back for once yeah yeah oh, no. <laughs> Again. It looked like he wanted to swing. Like, swing, swing.
1: Again. I thought he was going to win. <laughs> yeah. He he, he, he when they were standing over him, they were looking at each other. I was like, oh, you're not going to do it. But really. There was a look
0: in his face yeah. where it was, it was a different kind of Greg in there. Like, this is a Greg that's... This is season four Greg, not yeah. season one Greg. Because yeah. it made me think back to the scene in season two where uh, they were in the safe room and... Uh, Tom was throwing the water bottles at him and Greg was...
2: Oh, oh, oh. This
0: was a completely different Greg. Yeah, he's, um,
2: he's got... He's, he's... some cojones. Yeah, he's, he's a man now. Greg's yeah. actually a man now. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Boy season
0: one. And then um, the final showdown, man, before we get into that, maybe it'd be good to talk about Tom and Shiv's scene briefly. Just another powerful acting performance from both where they try to... Well, Tom... Tom tries to play the coy, kind of, I don't know what's going on. Shiv, can you tell me what's happening? Just to gain an understanding. Because he's still unsure of his safety, right? He yeah. doesn't necessarily believe Matson's going to crown him the king. So he's trying to find out from Shiv what's going on. Shiv reads him like a book and realises that he's going to be potentially the CEO of Waystar Gojo or Waystar Waco. I, I'm not sure on the name at this point. GoStar. Star. Brilliant. Um, and then the boardroom scene, man, just really... I think this show, another thing this show has done brilliantly throughout is use the Nicholas, I forgot his surname, but the score. It's one of the best used, utilized variations of scores. I think for me in the television series, like I, I think it brilliantly just adds to the dynamic and the tension of the scenes and tells a, it tells a story in itself. It tells you what's about to happen without you necessarily knowing you know something. Something's going down, for example. Um, but it, yeah, the scene had, it called everyone back. We had Jerry, we had Stewie there. How did you feel about this final boardroom scene in terms of where Kendall thinks everything's kind of... It looks like it wasn't going to go his way initially, actually, because a lot of the votes are going towards... um, uh, Mattson taking over. Then it gets close to... I think I was counting, actually, when I was watching, and it was like 5-4, 5-5. It gets to Roman, and Roman kind of... He pauses for a second. Did you you guys feel at that point that he was going to go for... Uh, Matt's to take over or did you feel as though he was going to side with Ken at that moment where he kind of paused
1: for a woman I, I do think he'll flip but
0: oh, I'm, I'm sorry bro I've, I've messed up didn't talk about the scene where he's hugging him and trying to intent, hugging Kendall's hugging Roman and intentionally trying to open up his um, oh, his stitches oh, I,
2: didn't, so I think that was an intention do you think Kendall intentionally
0: yes 100%, 100%. Uh, really I think so
1: I didn't spot that. I know he done it on purpose when he when he was squeezing his face. Yeah, that's, I can, that was I the I first time. I
2: don't know whether Roman was trying to do that or. Uh, that's how fucked up Roman is. So I was just like, interesting. But that's no, but that's very. I'm gonna. I'm gonna rewatch it again. We're gonna talk about this in the group chat. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, yeah. Really, really good scene, man. But the ballroom scene. Where did you think it was going?
1: Um, there's a scene beforehand when the Pierce family, um, vote vote for yes or vote for yeah. God. yeah. And I think the camera pans to Shiv, in between them. Um that and, should have told me the story from then to be honest with you no. Yeah, but it was even but it's but even before that, so I think it's Shiv two times. And one time before that is when um Kendall was talking and he said something along the lines me and Roman brought the deal through um, or something like that in the pants to Shiv. Shiv's reaction. Yeah, so I think the camera work is, is... It, absolutely he they do so much with so little. Yeah. Um and I think like it was I felt like Shiv might fuck it up. Um, mm-hmm. when, when it got to us like yeah it's, it's, it's not it's not happening it's not happening but I was still I, still, I was still unsure because um, I've had so many thoughts in regards to how this show might, might end, end and I've been wrong on so many turns mm. and in, a, in a good way so I didn't think too much of it but
2: yeah. I got suckered in by the greatness of the writing so again I keep going back to it like this this mastering of false hope I knew it wasn't going to end right well but during the episode, I just been like, okay. Kind of a must. The, the, Kendall's finally gotten the other two on board. They're doing the vote. He's about to win the vote. Something may go wrong afterwards, but they're going to win the vote. And and yeah, that's how it's going to be. And then as soon as she paused, the pause seemed different to Roman's Right. Wow. And as soon as she paused, I was like, oh, wait, she had that conversation with Tom. So she has got options. I clocked that when she, like... When she was standing up and she was leaving through the door, and she she was leaving the boardroom, I was just like, oh shit! Yeah, this isn't gonna go well." Mm. But then I didn't know how, like, what would happen. Next.
0: I think I think the following scene with them three in in the other boardroom where they just going at each other, reminding reminding Kendall what he did in season one when he, I well I don't I will never say he killed that the waiter, mm. but essentially he's been accused of killing him. I think them bringing that back up was quite important because I don't think you something you can ignore. Such a big moment and such a big moment in his life in this show. But also, I think, um, it just summarised the kids. They're all incompetent. Yeah. None of them have any right in terms of uh, competency to be running this type of business. And the fact that they were fighting on the floor in front of investors and other board members kind of summarises these three kids. They're never going to be able. Never. And it's probably for the best for them to not be involved in this yeah. business whatsoever. So I think Roman, towards the end of the episode, where he's in the bar... Kind of, I won't say he's at ease with the, with, with what's happened, but we're nothing. Yeah. He said that we we are nothing, and I think, um, and I think the show does a brilliant job of showing that continuously throughout that these guys are not competent at this.
2: Don't don't, don't you love the fact that we don't know the outcome of the presidential election? And it's I feel, really interesting. I feel like that was intentional because, in the grand scheme of things, of that story they were telling, does Doesn't matter because they pick and choose who goes in. So like. It doesn't actually matter, like, because to them it's not important.
0: Yes, yeah. it, may,
2: it may be important in certain moments, but for the grand scheme of things, it's about power. So it's actually not important, like, whether a quote unquote fascist, fascist or a pretend fascist mm. is the most powerful mankind on the planet. Yeah, man, That's what I'm saying. So, like,
0: and I and so, so funny, I even forgot about. The election and how important Mankin had been yeah. in the previous two episodes, and how they drip-fed the politics in different parts of the episodes throughout the seasons. Um, but it's still quite an important part. But none of it comes as important in this particular story as who takes over and who succeeds. I, th-
1: I think they do a good, really job, good, uh, a really good job of bringing characters into the episodes when it's needed, mm. rather than just having, like for example, Stewie, like we mentioned before, oh, God, he, God, like he he was in uh, quite quite a few episodes earlier on, and I think. I don't think he's been in any episodes this season apart from the final one. I can't... He was,
2: he was in one... I think he was at
1: the start of the season. When yeah. uh, when they were at the... Um, after Logan passes and the, the house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like he, he has been a non-factor but he was in, he was needed in yeah. in this episode for Yeah, for season. the boardroom, yeah. So I think they do a re- really good job of bringing characters in when it's needed. And also, one thing that I said before this episode was going to uh, air was that uh, I would expect the... Uh, um, Resolution of Waystar to be done within, within the first thirty minutes, and then the next hour we're gonna get the, the aftermath. Of All right. It. But then when I'm watching the episode, and obviously we didn't get the um, the, uh, the the succession until the end, mm-hmm. it made sense because I was looking at it is that oh this is succession. This show about the successor of Waystar. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's it's, it's, a, it's the story about the the Roy family mm-hmm. and the dynamics that they have with each other. That's why we spent like eighty percent of the episode within the Bahamas, or with the, with the siblings th- talking to each other, uh, have, having their own interpersonal relationships and, and the conversations they have with each other rather than anything yeah, else about, about the story. Like, this show is not about the story, it's about the relationship these characters have with each other. Mm. Um, but yeah, I um, really appreciated it. Definitely. The final two scenes I want to talk
0: about the first one <coughs> is Greg and Tom, and, and Greg, oh, well, well done, Tom, well done, Tom, and, and Tom's like, Tom's now. And he's a different person. He's CEO Tom, Rat, But he still loves, still loves Greg at the end of yeah. The day. And I really it. Yeah, that's his guy. That's his guy, man. That's, that's his disgusting. They, bro came, bro. they, they literally. <laughs> but the thing is, they literally rose from the dirt together. Yeah, yeah. they came in kind of similar times-ish to that, us anyway. That's his call.
2: That, that's, that's, yeah, that's gonna be his call.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I really just enjoyed. Him giving him another chance. You are, you're not going to be on 200k anymore, my guy. You're going to go out to maybe like a, a 80k. But you're good. 80k is a good wage, bro. You're good. We
2: might have a, just a little bit left for you. <laughs> just, a, just, a, just, to bring him. Yeah. Someone writing on this show. Superman. So good, bro.
0: And then um, the final scene, man. The final scene of Tom and Shiv in the car together. Yeah. It's right. doomed. You can just tell their their relationship and their. Although. Gone.
2: I've never sat on the edge of my seat staring at uh, someone holding hands before. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did um, that brilliantly. I've never, I've never, how can you, this is like, also we've got to shout out, um, what's his name, Mark mylord
0: Yeah, I think he's
2: the, so he, he's like the executive director, yeah, yeah. right? So he, 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 he's, I think he's an EP on the show, but he, he does most of the, shoots most of the, um, most of the stuff. The, the ability to build tension in that scene, right? From just like, virtually no words and just like him putting out his hand her like acquiescing to that but like it's just resting on top yeah it's not intertwined Mm. because they're not one they're not together they're not this unit but they're they're um they they, they've got an understanding
1: they're they're attached to each other but they're not actually together
2: yeah they're attached but they're not intertwined and they showed all of that through literally just
1: hand together yeah hand
2: together like th- that's that's proper proper like art making. Like. 100%. Like, it's, it's a beautiful scene, man. It also showed me that like like Shiv Shiv lost as well, man. No, oh, so,
0: she did didn't win. Shiv
2: Shiv Shiv don't Shiv knew from that phone call she had with Tom earlier on in the episode that where she put her heart on the line finally after four seasons, and he basically says Nah, I'm not sure. He had everything like there for him, and he was just like Nah, because he knows it, you know he knows it won't be good for him. Like. Mm. And I think for her, she was just like, "Yeah, man, this is this is this is what I'm gonna do." Even though I'm not, this is the, this is what's best for my child, and this is what's best for me. Best for me. Yeah. Um, Probably best for me more than best. for Oh my child. yeah,
0: hundred percent. This is a uh, for yeah personally, it's a show that's kind of like I, I sometimes find myself a bit in, like over encapsulated into something like Game of Thrones. This is what Game of Thrones kind of did to me, where it yeah. kind of took over, and you kind of think about the threads and the way things are knitted together. Writing, acting, the way these actors interpret the script and make it their own and embody these characters—it's one of the best shows for me in in, in the modern era, and it will be uh, in the conversation as one of those Goat Mount Rushmore shows. Um, to to close the pod, firstly, thank you, Aaron, Aaron, for joining us today. bro. I really do appreciate you coming down, um, and you've you've podded, bro. Like right, you've podded today, man. It was really a good one. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do a quick Mount Rushmore of... What we think our top four shows are, uh, Man, I'm gonna go to you first. Just, just, off the dome, name four shows. You, ha-
1: I'm not gonna even give you too much time to think about. Sure, just, just TV shows: um, The Wire, um, The Office, uh, Black Mirror. Don't be fake. Don't be fake. No, but I love Black Mirror. You love the first
0: two, three seasons. Don't be fake. I love the first four seasons. I love the first, yeah. Okay, yeah. And how many's
1: there been? Six.
2: Oh, that's not too Six. bad then. Like, not... the,
1: the last season's awful. Like, like, that's awful, awful TV. Stick to your guns, man. Awful TV. No, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Black Mirror go. Um, I'm gonna go with The Office, uh, The Wire, Borja Horseman, Go Game of Thrones. Yeah I oh, fully hear you Fully hear you uh,
2: Aaron uh, I'm going to go with The Sopranos Mad Men I'm sorry people Succession's in my, on my mountain Rush and, and lastly It's a toss up But let me not drag it on too long I'm, I'm going to go with no, I've got to Game of Thrones It's going go to go The Wire But I've got a good Game of friends.
0: The Wire, Game of Thrones, Succession. Struggling for names there. Uh, I don't want to say Friends. I don't think that's something I'd have in there. The Wire, Succession, Game of Thrones. Uh, cause I'm on the dome and I'm like, I'm gonna go Friends for now. Uh, I'm sure there's some other shows. I think I, I need to rewatch watch The those cause I really enjoyed it the first time I watched it, but I don't think I would enjoy it. I think I'd enjoy it differently now than yeah. when I did then. Yeah. And I don't think I want to have friends in there For some reason man It feels a bit
1: You'll find something else Yeah I don't want to put friends in there You know I really don't It's too late It's, it's, it's probably. It, is, it, is it locked in? Yeah it's locked in It's, locked it's too late, late. It took
2: too long. Damn dog room. Um, shout out to uh, Watchmen The series That did one season 10 out of 10 I heard this Brazy Walked crazy. off into the sunset um, Crazy.
0: Oh, I'm swings, I wouldn't put Breaking Bad is a contender yeah. I, I think Breaking Bad could be there instead of Friends with me but I would but
1: still like, you, see, you put Friends over to Breaking Bad
0: actually well I'm the host of the pod and I'm going to change my mind I'm going to put Breaking Bad in yeah settings. but I'm, I'm going to edit
1: and make sure that I can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I crop the files please bro <laughs> is not coming
0: out no, this, um, is, this is the Roy siblings
1: yeah. oh, quickly before we end the session talk one thing that I would say is that season 4 of Secession might be my favourite season on TV ever it's one of the best yeah. one of the best one of the best
0: you Shield, so and, and I won't <laughs> <laughs> uh. this is the post-credit scene podcast it is a 14 HQ original if you haven't already done so if you did enjoy this episode oh, had a nightmare there. if you did enjoy this episode today uh, do, if, do us a favour and like share and subscribe if you didn't then then don't but if you did please uh follow us on the journey man we love him on tv we love talking about it uh we've had some great guests across the year and a half we've been doing this we want to have more we want to do more screeners um so yeah post credit scene podcast Aaron, thank you for joining us today you know the vibes manny come on my guy you know the vibes nope. charles in the building horse in the building unfortunately but that's the boys over and out this is a post credit scene podcast brought to you by 14 hq